0: And so the last part of it is um, mantra terminology and culture. This is just some different things to know about people who chant Aum and do different mantras. Uh, one thing that I didn't say about mantra is that the mantra Om, because it's the beginning of the universe, any other mantra that you ever could think of came out of Aum. And so there is an idea or an understanding then that OM, as a mantra contains all the other mantras in it. And if you look at some of the different scriptures and other mantras that are out there, a lot of the ones that are used for spiritual work have OM as part of them. For instance, OM Namah Shivaya. Um, So it's pretty standard for mantras to start with Aum, even if there's going to be more stuff. And that's the reason why, because you want to sort of start at the beginning, and then this is the specific vibration that came out of it that we're working with. So, mantra practice is considered to be, by many advanced tantra practitioners, to be one of the most powerful practices for deepening spiritual awareness. For spiritual transformation and growth, you are best to practice a single mantra as taught to you by somebody that you trust. Um, If you pick up mantra books and kind of bounce around between Om Namah Shivaya and Hare Krishna and a little Om here, then you're not really sticking consistently with one vibration that you're drawing into yourself. And it's not that the other ones can't or wouldn't benefit you in some way, but... It's, it's kind of like um, the mind that likes to bounce around from different things. You're sort of acting that out externally. It's just jumping from thing to thing that it thinks may help it. So you really want to create a discipline with one mantra. Um, I suggest OM, but if there are uh, is another mantra that you worked with before or that you at some point feel especially drawn to, um, it's OK to work with that, especially if you meet a teacher that would give that to you. Um, some of the other mantras are used for very specific purposes they have sort of an intention because each mantra does have a specific vibration that it's bringing out so in some of the like ayurvedic traditions and some of the just energetic understanding aspects and traditions of tantra that are not necessarily as interested in getting out into spirituality there are mantras that may you know bring you wealth bring you a child Bless your marriage, you know, different kinds of things that are used to sort of balance different aspects of your experience. And while there's nothing wrong with those, you also want to be very careful about what you choose to work with, especially if the motivation behind choosing a mantra is to benefit you in some worldly way. That you know, you're trying to bring wealth into your life as opposed to trying to elevate yourself spiritually. Because there is a karmic implication for the intentions that we're putting into the things that we're doing. And so, if we're putting an intention into our practice, mantra practice of OM to elevate us, while we may technically be creating karma because we're sort of associating ourselves with doing it, we're creating a very positive karma. We're creating spiritual merit that will continue to build on itself. Um, so you want to be careful about some of the other mantras and really make sure that you have, are you working with the one that is going to take you to where you really want to be. And to stick with one consistently and let it take you in. Um, there may be times where a teacher would give you a specific mantra that's not on for a specific purpose, for a specific period of time, and that's usually, you want to be with a teacher who has the understanding to be able to like, okay, I know this vibration is what you need, let's work with this for a while, Um, and then we'll go back to Aum, or we'll do something else after that. So, Aum is considered to be the seed mantra of all mantras, meaning that Aum contains all the mantras in it, for this reason, most begin with Aum. The act of reciting mantra is called japa, japa, or mantra japa in Sanskrit or yogic terminology. The practice of chanting om is also called omkar or pranava, and these two terms are used interchangeably with the mantra om itself. So I can say I chant om, I can also say I chant omkar, I can say I chant pranava, and they all mean the same thing. Uh, 108 is the traditional number of repetitions to complete a round of mantra. 108 is considered by multiple explanations to be a very sacred and holy number. And for more information, there's a Wikipedia link (laughs) for you to go look so that I don't have to list off everything. Um, Japa Mala, or Mala, is the term that is used to describe the set of beads that's used for the practice. As you go deeper into your practice, if you really feel aligned with doing this as a practice, then I would suggest that you get yourself a set of beads. What the japa, what the mala does, is it gives you actually another sense to focus on. You now have a sense of touch associated with your practice. And you can count. Uh, If you're trying to count to 108 and say "Om" out loud, then it's easy to get distracted and lost. But this gives you the count so you don't have to worry about it. And the way that it works is this bead right here, sometimes called the guru bead, the stupa bead, the samara bead. Um, It's sort of a placeholder for you, so you know when you get to the tassel that you're done with your rounds. You don't have to worry about your counts otherwise. So it gives you that extra little feeling there. And traditionally, you work with them through the thumb and the finger. There are a lot of uh, traditions of specific things, but you would just sort of step them this way. You would also traditionally, once you got all the way around here, you wouldn't skip this beat and go over. You would kind of turn around and start back or go backwards. Uh, The idea being that this represents the guru and you don't want to cross the guru. (laughs) That would be disrespectful to to your guru teacher. as you practice this, you are also infusing the beads themselves with your spiritual effort. So your positive spiritual karma and the vibrations associated with it are actually being placed inside of the beads. So as you continue your practice, you are going to be adding extra spiritual energy to this set of beads. And you don't want people, other people to touch them um, because they can either sort of take energy away that has been what you have created for yourself or it can become even a little bit contaminated. It can have something less than pure in it. And so you don't want other people to play with them, touch them, think, oh, that's pretty and, you know, come over and (laughs) grab them. Um, So it's best from that perspective to keep them very safe, very secure, um, in a place that nobody else would really think to touch them and um, just keep them protected in that way. Some people also believe that they, that the practice and the the mala itself should be a very personal and private thing. And so you would be discouraged, for instance, from just wearing it as jewelry, you know, just sort of wearing it around. Um, Even under the clothes sometimes, if you're going to be doing a lot of stuff, you know, you wouldn't want it here for too very long. You want it to be associated with your personal spiritual practice. This is about bringing it out during your meditation time, during your spiritual time, and really honoring it, and then taking the energy and placing it back to build upon the next day. And let's see here. So a teacher of mantra will often bless or cleanse it. If it does ever get contaminated, um, there are various different ways that you can sort of cleanse it back out. One would be if you had a teacher to take it back to the teacher, let them bless it for you and clear it for you again. Um, if you work with Reiki or other types of things, you can use different things that you might know to clear it out. Um, and there's also sort of a devotional practice that you can use to kind of call in your connection to the Spirit and kind of hand them to spirit and ask spirit to clear them for you and just sort of see energetically what unfolds Um, the power of mantra is increased by the following factors regular practice and you want to be very consistent about your time and your place ideally non-attachment to the outcome and your faith in the mantra as well as your devotion and surrender